What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to A Certain Point of View, our Schmodown related podcast here on the channel where we are covering everything from the movie trivia Schmodown. My name is Jake Berlin. I am your host, and I am joined today, as usual, from my, ho- my co host, excuse me, Brian Avalicino. How you doing over there, man? Excited, man. Excited. Yeah, we have a we have a good show today. Uh, we got some cool things to talk about. Obviously, the exhibition match that happened last week, um, the Back to the Future match, as well as the latest teams match, the one um, match that we are getting per week, which was Rogue Two and the Wicked. Uh, we'll be discussing that later on in the show, but we're going to be covering Back to the Future first, and we're not doing that alone today, as we are joined today um, by the Inner Geekdom champion and the Back to the Future champion, Mr. Kevin Smets. How you doing, man? How you doing, fellas? Uh, and the champion of champions, as Kaiser would. Yeah, would I was going to say, you left that one. That's yeah. that is very true. That that pardon me. Well, we're talking about Back to the Future today. I wanted to focus on that. You know? <laughs> of course, you know? of course. I got you know it is Star Wars Day at the taping, so yes, give it a little love. yes, yes. love got it. Indy discovering uh, that makes that it Indiana awesome. Jones canon. That canon. is awesome. That's a great T-shirt. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, I mean, yeah, that, that's something to mention right there. You're two for two in exhibition champs match so far. Yeah, man, it's been nice to kind of I've been keeping sharp because, you know, I had the match with Mara that was scheduled for uh, January 25th. And then that got moved. Uh, and then we th- we had a couple dates on the calendar. We thought it was going to be then and then yep. another date. And then it just didn't work out. And then we were given the date for Tampa and then that changed. And then we were given the date for Houston and then that changed. <laughs> so I've been kind of keeping relatively as sharp as I can. I have kind of a, a regimen, a study regimen that I do that kind of uh, that I take from sports when I used to coach. It's all about yeah. um, builds and then tapers and then builds again. Taper means like if you're run if you're training and you do you run five miles one weekend, then you run seven miles next weekend and eight miles the next weekend. The third, the fourth weekend, you only run two miles and you give yourself a breather, right? You, you rest yourself. The brain works the same way. So that's I basically try to create this build where I build myself up, where I get all this knowledge, then I take a week off and then I build it up. And then if it works out like it did with Spectacular, because that date was on my calendar for so damn long, you <laughs> you get yourself ready. Speaking of Spectacular, you have one of the Jake, you have one of the only footage, the footage yep. uh, of my title win, which is this great angle. And I, I'm so, I was so excited when I saw that and I was going to show my family. And then the camera turns over to you and you look less than happy about it. It is the was, best uh, angle that anyone covered. It's better than even the the, the stream had. I was, I was like, I oh, was shocked. I was shocked more than anything <laughs> yeah. of, of because of how it all went down. Yeah, yeah. I, think I, was I, was like, <laughs> I mean, you know, Christian had talked about it. He He considered that match being the main event match and you don't expecting it going the way it did. And so I was just like, wow like it just yeah. went down this way and i couldn't i just couldn't believe it well that makes i think it just makes the video even more fun you know what i yeah. mean that it pans over and you're just your, your lady's like oh, okay and then it goes to you <laughs> and you're just like damn but you you so do true. have like one of the only great like pieces of footage i want you to send me the raw if you can because just for the family and stuff like yeah that. but yeah yeah no I'll, I'll i definitely have it on my computer somewhere so i'll definitely if you want that i'll send that over that's awesome yeah yeah but yeah that was um, that was great to see but yes. Yeah. So you had you had mentioned that uh, just off tangent, real quick. You you were coach. What's your sport of choice? Uh, well, I I used to coach uh, marathon teams and Ironman races. Like I did an Ironman nice. race about um, fuck, it's a long time, long time ago now. I'm aging <laughs> myself, but in 2009 I did an Ironman up in Northern California, uh, in, uh, Santa Rosa, that area. Um, and so uh, yeah, so that that's not my sport of choice. Like if I was taller, basketball would have been my sport of choice. But nice. you know, I had the skills. I just wasn't tall enough. <laughs> but you gotcha, you gotcha. Yeah, but uh, yeah. As, as for coaching, I've coached a lot of dis- long distance running uh, and triathlons and stuff like that. But it was all based on the same recipe. And when I I brought that over into the schmodown and it actually worked. Like I was just like you because like when when you're training for something and you're trying to cram in all these movies and then your matches the next day, but you're watching movies the night before that doesn't do you any good. So a nickel's worth of advice, but I think everybody does it is pencils down at a certain point before your match. And you just let your brain soak it in all that information's there, but not if you're, you know, watching fellowship of the ring on the morning of your match, you know? (laughs) So, but it's been a challenge then because, you know, I've had so many start stops and I, I literally reverse engineer my training schedule based on when the match is. You know, I, I say, okay, here's my, it's just like when I would coach, like, okay, we have a race on the 14th uh, up in Sonoma. 
So now we got to build it. We have to have the taper that week. And then we build, you build the schedule backwards as a coach. So trying to do that, but the dates keep getting moved. And now we're at a situation where we don't even know the dates. And I know yep. Christian, the second this, the country opens up, he's going to be like, <laughs> Hey man, we, could you be there in Burbank on Saturday? If you know what I mean? So, yep, trying to, yep. so what I've been trying to do is guess when I believe the match is going to be and reverse engineering it that way. But it could very well mean that day comes and goes and I'm still, I'm right back to it. So it's been challenging um, this wow. round of I've, I've, I have, but the reason why I've done so well in these exhibitions so far is I have start, I have done a training regimen for literally it as if I had two matches already this season. Um, and not because of those exhibition matches, just my build before the first Mara date. And then my build before the second Mara date that never came through. Like though I, I was almost built ready. As I said, my schedule, I was almost built ready for the match. So I have that knowledge is still all there. You know what I mean? So uh, it's made these exhibition matches. I think I've been a little bit of a, uh, what is it called? Like a, a, a trap for people. Cause I think they think, Oh, he must be rusty and stuff where they don't yeah. realize like I it's as if I had a match. It's just, I'm at this level now where, uh, well, I was three, and zero at this time last year as a rookie, but I am at that level right now where I train for at least minimum of two matches. So it's kind of all still there, you know? Yeah, that that reverse engineering has definitely worked out in your favor. And one of the Thanks. one of those uh, competitors that has not worked out well for <laughs> is a guest that we are also joined by. That is the boat himself, Brad Gilmore. How there you doing, Brad? You know the boat is doing great, Jake. The boat is doing great. <laughs> the boat sank. How did you? How did you? How did you uh, emerge? The boat sank. Where's my belt? You're supposed to FedEx that belt with a couple signed copies of your book, pal. Your publisher's already talked to me. They're ready to go. I'm going to write the sequel, the companion book. It's going to cover all the Oscars. It's going to cover all the awards and the accolades, you know, because that's something you should probably know going into you know, a Back to the Future match. You know, Kevin, I'm glad that you brought that up. I'm glad that you brought that up. Let's talk huh. about the 1986 Oscars, which in the boat's opinion are a bunch of monkey crap. You know what movie <laughs> won? You know what movie won for best picture? At the at the 1986 Academy should have been Award. Back to the Future, what it should have been. Out of Africa. Who the hell has ever heard of that movie? Nobody. That's who. It should have been Back to the Future. That's why I know that the Academy Awards, they're fugazi. They're gone. They don't even make sense. <laughs> they don't even matter anymore. They don't respect themselves. They, they misplace envelopes. They say the wrong name of the movies. Hell, nobody even wants to host that stupid show anymore. All right? So fair, the says, Very fair. You need to host it. it. You need to host it, pal. I don't want to. I want to. I don't want to host it. You know why? Because Back to the Future should have won every category the year that it came out, and it didn't. And it didn't. That's why the boat is upset. <laughs> well, know, I, I'd be upset too if I wrote a Back to the Future book and then I lost to the Intergeekdom champion. But that's just me. Kevin Smith. You know how funny that was? Oh, here's that. Oh, I heard that. Sound. Oh, nice. Yeah, I heard that. Sound. Nice. You can't attach not that to the, the guy that beat you. You know the wrestling <laughs> rules. I beat you. Now you got to build me up so then you can have that redemption, that climb no, back Jake, to the top. Jake Berlin. Uh, I, I want to say something here. The boat wants to Go talk. Because here's the thing, Kevin Smith. I have a few questions. First of all, screw the Oscars. They shouldn't even count. They shouldn't even be. They have nothing to do with the, the movie itself. It's an ancillary prize. That's like saying who was voted the funniest kid in the class in the third grade at Edgar Allan Poe Elementary. Oh, that's right. The boat Brad Gilmore was. But that doesn't matter, does it, Kevin Smith? It doesn't matter at all. Because here's the only thing that matters is that every question that had to do with the film that itself the boat got right. So as far as I'm concerned, I got nothing wrong. And here's the other thing, Kevin Smith. You tell Someone me this. Someone else didn't get anything wrong that day. Was that me? Didn't get nothing wrong. Yeah. So that means that we that means that we even each other out. And you tell me this, Kevin Smith. In the in the movie trivia showdown, what kind of championship match? What kind of championship match isn't five rounds? Which one? I, I don't know. And which other championship match has two contenders? And two jabronis in it. I, I can't think about I feel like I feel like had you won this match, you'd be holding up your belt right now saying you're the back to the future champion. So I think this is all dependent on the outcome of the match. I think that this back to the future championship in a three-round special match, had you won, you'd be having this belt right now. You'd have it displayed proudly and you'd be rubbing my face in it. So if you're not happy with the way it went. Maybe we need to change the odds for some sort of rematch because I don't want to. I, I beat you, and you should be shutting your mouth, and you're even more loud than ever. And I don't First have Kaiser here to talk for me. I have First myself, and I didn't wear my hoodie. I didn't know I was in promo mode, and now I got pit stains. Zero to pit stains in 15 seconds. Come on, man, you're fired. I'm fired up here. It's supposed to be a celebration, for God's sake. 
first of all, the only celebration is the celebration of the greatest time travel story ever told. Ah, there it is. Yeah, there it is. Back from the future. <laughs> available now. At all these places. But here's the thing, Kevin Smith. It's great because I almost ran out of toilet paper. So yeah, if, yeah, I run yeah. out, if I run out of toilet paper, man, I can't find toilet paper at Costco. I got my book that you signed. You know what? That would been a great book. That would that have been real funny if you weren't wearing a Rams hat right now. That's the funniest <laughs> thing about this entire thing. All right, why don't you wear something from the undefeated Houston Roughnecks? And that's what we're talking about. The XFL. Oh, you know R.I.P. XFL, dude. R.I.P. XFL. You know what, Kevin Smets, is here's the thing. The boat's been thinking about it, and the boat says this, Jake Berlin. Listen to this real quick. Again, championship match didn't have five rounds. Silly. Frank Janice. Why didn't you bring that up before the match then? Silly. Silly. Right? Silly. Silly. And here's the other thing. I, in my third round, I think I had the three hardest categories. You know, I had scores and soundtracks. That's the I easiest one. Actors and actresses. And I had something else. I don't even Hold remember. On. Now I'm going to interrupt you real quick there, boat. Row, boat. Row, 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 your freaking boat. <laughs> Those are the easiest ones. Scores and soundtracks are things you memorize on a flashcard. Actors and actresses are things you memorize on IMDb. I was getting deep cut, plot-driven questions. You had you even the one you missed was something you should know off looking at the IMDb page. I was getting deep plot-driven questions asking the score of the football game. You know, you are many things, Boat, but you're not a sore loser. You sound like a sore loser right now, pal. No, no, no. no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I just want I just want the I odds to be fair. You know what I mean? I just want to be asked the same questions. I just want I don't want this this you know, you get this category, you get this category, random this, random that. That's all a bunch of monkey crap. And here's the thing, Kevin Smith, Jake Boleyn, listen to this. Here's the thing, Kevin Smith, is three rounds can't protect you. K Kaiser can't protect you. And just like Jake Berlin's ancestors, when they built the Berlin Wall, Kevin Smith, <laughs> I'm going to tear you down. No, better yet, Kevin Smith, I'm going to smash you because what I am asking Ooh. for is a rematch, Kevin Smith versus the boat, and not any kind of match. Only a match where one man walks out the undisputed, reigning and defending back to the future champion, and that is an Iron Man match. Kevin Smets, that's what I want. Yes, Christian Harloff, I like it. What I want. Christian Harloff, <laughs> you heard the man. That is, you're looking at your own grave, just like in Back to the Future Two, you're in Back to the Future Three. You're looking, you're Doc Brown, looking at your own grave right now, and there's nothing you could do. You could have a piece picture of your grave. Are you got it? Well, hold it up. There it is. Yeah. And, hey, the future's written, pal. I know he changed his mind halfway through the movie, but hey, your future is written, and your name's going to be on that gravestone. And I accept your challenge anytime you want to do an Iron Man chant, an Iron Man match. You, you, bro, you just climbed up the wrong tree, dude. You don't even know the Oscar winners. Save what do you think? Smasher. Save the smasher. <laughs> Why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Oh, all right. Well, there it is. The gauntlet's been thrown down for an Iron Man match of Back to the Future. Um, all in all, guys, like let, let's kind of get into this match here. First of yeah. all, uh, Brad and Kevin, thank you guys for joining us. We really, really appreciate it. Whoa, this is whoa, fun. Wait, wait, wait. This wait, has wait, already wait. been a blast. It's not, it's not I got to put a hoodie on if I'm in promo mode right now. It's not oh, Brad. The, Hold on. Oh, my, oh my God, you're my dreamboat for sure. I'm the dreamboat. <laughs> and play my sound. What's the my sound? Boat. Play my boat. sound there for them go. so they hear my sound. Kevin Smith. <laughs> yeah, that's me doing this to you. Do it one more time. One more time. Press it one more time. I, I'm not your monkey. I'm not going to dance. <laughs> you already dance for me. I'm not, you're not an organ grinder. What's your name, dude? <laughs> <laughs> uh all right so all in all like let's oh, kind of hit stains bro um, this is an ambush i was not <laughs> aware let, of this jake we're gonna have words jake talk damn it no <laughs> guys are good this is fun trust me this is this is exactly what we were hoping for when we combined the both of you after the match um i guess i just want to pose a question and kind of get into a little bit how is it with the exhibition format playing these matches uh when it's cut together from nerd chronic and everything it looks as intense as it is when you're playing it real time, what does it feel like? Does it feel like a real match? Is it as intense as it looks like? Just kind of, uh, you know, describe a little bit what it is to play that exhibition style. Um, well, there wasn't many cuts. Like, I don't think really any. Like, so what you see is kind of how it played out. Uh, the best way I can describe it, because I've been on the real stage and real matches and stuff like that. This kind of took me back a little to when I was in the fan leagues. You're doing it in the comfort of your own living room you got earphones on and because everyone knew it was an exhibition like yeah we came in fired up and when the questions were asked we really wanted to get them right we really wanted to win but there was that certain level where like when you're in the studio and brad could attest like 
in between rounds, especially if, if you're playing against someone you don't like, like I don't like, you know, Brad, obviously everybody knows I hate him. So, um, <laughs> no, but, uh, you know, there's a, there's a little less tension involved, but like the champion of champions match, for instance, like, you know, you, there was interplay, there was people making fun of each other back and forth, but it was, it kind of felt like everybody was playing a game, but then when the rounds were underway, it was as intense as it is when you're, you know, on stage. It's just the lack of lights, the lack of cameras and stuff kind of make it a little different. You're in your own home. So I don't feel like it makes you like, I feel like if Brad wants to go down that road and get his ass kicked in an Ironman match, uh, when he has the lights on him, whether it would be at a live event, although he'd probably do well at a live event, but if he was in the studio with those lights on and every, all of his peers around there and everybody still expecting the guy that wrote the book on back to the future to, to, to beat me, <laughs> knowing all the experience I've had from my don't tell Peter moment. So I know how to crash and burn on stage and the lights. And I know how to recover from that. I think that Brad would, severely probably lose i would say over and under on the point spread if vegas was doing it would be seven and a half right don't you think brad seven and a half make me the favorite <laughs> oh you're so funny it's so funny kevin smith but i will say playing the the exhibition match so i got to play two this this is the this is the first though um official movie yeah. trivia modown match that i'd ever been a part of even though it's exhibition you know it's a sanctioned exhibition i guess you could say and um i will say I, I didn't think much about it until it was time to sit down in front of the laptop and do it, you know, and I was like, oh, man, this is this feels different. It didn't feel like I was having fun with Frank doing the rundown. It felt like a competition. It felt like pressure was on. And uh, I made the uh, terrible decision to not have my air conditioning on. And so, like, you see <laughs> me during the match, I get redder and redder as the show goes on. And I think that that was a, a combination of me actually being – warm internally and also feeling the pressure of the match a little bit because i mean when christian said hey we're doing a back to the future match i don't even think that he asked i don't know if he asked you kevin but he didn't i don't think he even asked me i just saw my name on the list when the oh no he didn't he, true story if we're talking backstage i was on the list for champion of champions and lord of the rings and i saw back to the future on there and people know and brad knows like we were i was on your podcast we talked about it for like two and a half hours like it's one of my favorite trilogies of all time if not, maybe right up there with Star Wars. So I actually sought him out and I told Christian, I'm like, hey man, I'll do the champion and champions. Uh, and, but you got to put me in Back to the Future. Even if you take me out of Lord of the Rings, I got to be in the Back to the Future one. Uh, and he was gracious enough to put me on. So, yeah. So, like, whenever we were doing it, and, you know, last second, I found out Jay Washington was involved and I didn't know what his level of knowledge was. I was pretty confident that I could beat Frank. And that's like not a slight to Frank. I just beat him before. <laughs> You know, so I felt confident that I could beat him. You know, we did a uh, a match on on the YouTube channel a few years ago, uh, maybe two years ago. So Kevin was the one, and I even talked to my girlfriend, the float, the finest lady of all time. And, uh, <laughs> floats my boat, obviously. Um, I talked to her right before, and she was like, well, "Are you nervous?" I'm like, "No." I was like, "The only person who could probably win other than me is Kevin Smets, just because I know that he's a monster." And um, and and th and then that you know when that Oscars question came up. It was one of those things to where I, I knew it, but I didn't know it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like looking at a test in, in you know, math or, or whatever in school and being like, man, I know this answer. And then you start to kind of psych yourself out. And so for some reason, special effects was coming to my mind. I was like, wait, no, but was it sound? Was it, it was something. And then I went to multiple choice. And I just, it was one of those things to where it's one thing to be a spectator, but it's another to be a competitor. And that was one of those moments to where I almost, you know, sympathize with Smets with his don't tell Peter. Because I was like, oh, you can know something and still not get it right. Uh, and so it was it was an interesting experience for me to to um, to go from the other side to be you know like you guys commenting on it and then to actually be in a match. That's, that's good because all last summer you were saying that my don't tell Peter was the most embarrassing answer in the showdown <laughs> yeah. history. So I'm glad. <laughs> like, Come on, Ninko He lost the title for he lost his title for God's sake on that. But I mean, that's, I know that's what you're saying. I said the yeah. I said the name, but um, well, but it was we had our own don't tell Peter in our match, and Frank would even admit to it, and we can get into that with the second round. When uh, they asked the question about what is the make and model of the uh, of Griff's hoverboard, and Frank did that thing, and we've all done yes. it. I did it during the MCU exhibition yep. match last year, actually. Where, and I mean, that was on my birthday, and I was a couple drinks in, so I was kind of having a fun. But uh, they had asked a question about Guardians of the Galaxy, what was the opening song, and I just heard in my brain them asking, "What's the opening song in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One?" 
I didn't hear volume two. And even when I was like, I could have asked for repeat and I would have heard it, but I was like, so convinced, like I heard it. And so I immediately said the wrong answer because it was from volume two. And Frank did that. They, uh, he, he, his brain must have, the second he heard what make and model is the hoverboard, he didn't yep. hear the rest of the question and he jumped to it. And he even admitted later something similar to what you said. It's like, you kind of see where those don't tell Peters happen. Your brain can tell you a name for something and it's the wrong name. This happened at Collision 2. Uh, I wrote down, it was what two voices, uh, what two act, name two actors who played Maul in Solo. I wrote down the harder one first. I wrote down Sam Witwer because I was like, oh, let me get the harder one out of the way. And because I did that, my brain could not unlatch from Sam Witwer and I literally could not pull Ray Park. And that those are things that you have to learn how to shut your brain, reset your mind. And I think that, you know, it's interesting that Brad, you know, you mentioned that with the Oscar ones because you know, you probably could have easily pulled it. You probably knew it. I mean, usually the, the movies that don't get love in the Oscars, they always win sound mixing, right? Like they oh, always right. give it to Star Wars. You're not going to win best picture, <laughs> but you know, Rise of Skywalker, but we'll try to get you nominated for the other ones. But. Well, I actually think that I write about about that in my book. I think I mentioned the, the Academy Award. And oh, so did you? Yeah, yeah, you yeah I did. I'm pretty sure well, that that's I the most it. embarrassing answer then in the history of you've just repeat you replaced <laughs> don't tell Peter. I don't remember. I don't remember everything that I wrote, Kevin Smets, but I do remember this. Oh my god, you're my dreamboat. <laughs> <laughs> but um <laughs> but it was it was it was just when Frank did that, the funny behind the scenes story about that. So uh the question was, you know, what was Griff's make and model of the hoverboard? And the answer is of course Pitbull. But when Frank got it wrong and said Mattel, I go to write down, and the first thing that I write down is Mad Dog, because I'm That's, thinking about oh wow yeah, yeah. really uh, uh, Buford. Jake you know, said the same thing. Mad. Yeah. Mad, oh wait, no, 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 it's Pitbull, it's Pitbull, it's Pitbull, and it, so it is one of those things to where even though you know it, the pressure of the moment, the this the countdown is 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 awful, and um, especially yeah. when you brain. Your brain will just the one the worst thing that can happen to your brain is if you pull the wrong name or wrong answer at first. And then you don't, and 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 you don't hang on it. You you realize that it's wrong, and you're like, no, that's not it. But then you can't. It's it's a weird thing with your brain where you can't detach it. And sometimes it, it takes the, doing that JTE. And you know, I didn't really do that with the don't tell Peter, and we know how that happened. So, yeah. So, Bo, do you did you even study before this? Uh, in all honesty, I didn't. I didn't, and I think that I should have. I think that I should have. I just felt so confident, and because this was coming like right off. I don't know. I may have turned in the manuscript, you know, two and a half months or three months, you know, four months, three, three and a half months, whatever. It doesn't matter. I turned it in <laughs> recently. And so I felt like they were all real fresh in my mind. And, yeah. um, and you know, I've seen them a, th a million times. Like literally I've seen every movie a, a, you know, a million times. Kevin and I, the draft night when we were driving uh, in an Uber, I think we were quizzing each other on like really obscure Oh, yeah, your trivia, you know, like what's the name of the motel in Hill Valley that you see for behind Marty? Yeah, Bluebird. So, and I'm, I like that you got the Hill Valley Telegraph. That was one that I, I knew that I was wanting to get. Like, that was one of those that they asked about the newspaper and stuff. I don't that know was, why I, I didn't need a repeat for that, but some, and you know what? It happened to me. Well, I, won't, I guess I can't say that, but in that match, it did happen to where I was like, what are they? I don't understand what they're asking. Yeah, you know sometimes. I, mean? I think sometimes you just have to, I guess, do that repeat because I knew the I do the Hill Valley Telegraph. I have like a, I think I have a Hill Valley Telegraph somewhere around here. Well, here's <laughs> the thing. I honestly, and like yeah. you could save this soundbite for your show, but you know, if we're being realistic, Brad, you wrote a book on Back to the Future. Great, knock yourself on the head, pal. <laughs> you wrote the book on Back to the Future. I'm sure you've forgotten more about Back to the Future than I will ever know. But I think the one thing that got you is I knew how to study for the match because i kind of yeah. try to anticipate what kind of questions because again those are my favorite movies ever and like you said you turn in a manuscript two months ago you probably watched those movies fifty thousand times but it, mm -hmm. you know because maybe you didn't do a rewatch and you were like ah what are they gonna ask like of course when they get to the score of the football game that was something that i wrote in my notes months and months ago. i didn't study like that was before that was right. something i knew in my before my matches last year as a rookie so uh, it's just no trying to anticipate. Uh, would they ask a question on that? Probably not, but maybe I should know that anyway. You know what I mean? And I think that's what tripped you up. But I think that's why an Iron Man, Man match, for God's sake, would be quite interesting because I think it would really be a who sneezes first. It would definitely be more on the level of uh, Whitward Knapsack than it would be on the uh, the tag. That's match. exactly what I was just thinking. The level of that for Back to the Future would be awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think pull it off for sure. And 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 the, and the thing was is um seven is seven and a half is the seven and a half is the <laughs> seven and a half is the odds. 
Um, <laughs> I think that the, thing, the thing about to um, what Kevin said is this is you know, Kevin. Can I ask you something? Yeah, student, were you a good student in school? Here's the thing, and this is why I'm really good at the showdown. I was actually a bad student, but a great studier. So, like, a perfect example is in chemistry class I had in high school. They literally thought I cheated because I would dick off all semester long. I wouldn't really pay attention, but I knew that the tests were really much, they were largely from the notes and the books. So I would take the notes and stuff like that. And the night, the two nights before, I would literally take the book and I would read it cover to cover, usually three times, and then read all my notes. And I would go in and literally do. So, I wouldn't work. So, my whole thing was it'll suck for three days but I'll have the whole semester to chill and kind of calm down. You know, I did it for economics in college and I did it for uh, my chemistry class, but I would get like 98% and they would literally be like, are you cheating? Like, how are you doing this? Cause they think that I'm not paying attention the whole semester. So to answer your question, I'm a great test taker, which every time there's a match, you're basically taking an LSAT, right? I mean, different kind of questions. Yeah, but <laughs> interesting. The reason I asked that is because I'm a terrible studier. Yeah. But I'm a good. Normally, I'm just a. I'm just a good student all around. Like I listen and 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 I do. I don't take notes. I was one of those. Like I just listen and whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I always do all right. And that I was think not that me. <laughs> that actually ended up hurting me. I think in this match because I think that I went in. Oh, I'm good. You know, I mean, I watched it. I'm listening. I didn't do any of the studying, and I think that I should have. I mean, if I could have gone back and done it again, I would have looked over some of the ancillary things that could have been asked, like the Oscars question, just to refresh, or you know, certain things like that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I, if you looked at the focused on everything that was happening inside the, the films, and I was wondering what they were going to be, what, what they were going to ask, and that was another thing, just not not knowing what to expect, what the categories were, because I think some people, you know, you might know what the wheel is going to have, or you get to put a couple slices on. Not in this case. I knew they were going to do Back to the Future one, two, and three, and then after that, I was like, okay, they'll probably do contracts and what that's, else? That's so funny you say that too, because one of the so when I did a rewatch before the match, I didn't really like study too hard, but because I was already in my studying for Chander's match, uh, the Chander match, but um, I did a rewatch, and I remember, you know, when you've seen a movie so many times, sometimes your attention starts to wane, and that's the problem, the challenge I'm having right now is. You know, rewatching every last year, I was able to pretty much watch almost every movie, the main movies. People say there's only 100 movies in IG. There's actually like 225. Okay. But yeah, Jeff Snyder. Yeah, Jeff Snyder. But, uh, um, you know, it was easy last year because I hadn't seen these movies in a long time and you're just soaking everything in. But when you start to see these movies over and over, I watched the whole catalog. I tried to for almost all my matches seven times. So when you come to now this time, where it's like, now this is the eighth time I'm watching Back to the Future Part Two. The, the one part, uh, Brad, that I stopped really paying attention on was the 1985 scenes, alternate 1985. I think it was just right in the middle of the movie. I had other things and I was just, you know, that's when you start checking Twitter and you're not really paying attention. So when I landed in the match and I got alternate 1985, I was a little nervous because I was like, these, this is the one thing where I wasn't really paying attention. So I was glad I pulled Bifco because like, I don't like, I, I know Bifco that is Bifco, but like ha watching the movie, I don't remember in that last stretch of watching the movies, seeing the Bifco with him, his picture in front of the, the you know, the giant things. Yeah. So it's funny how y the challenge is when you, you're watching something, your attention can wane for just a little bit where you miss a who said it, or, you know what I mean? It's this pressure of why the, especially now that you see with back to the future, they were going deep, just like IG where they're going deep. Whereas in singles, maybe it's not so deep. So you could have a general knowledge of all the movies. And I contend, I've said this on backstage. I think that IG is more work, but singles is harder. Singles is harder because you need to know everything. And I don't know how they do it. They're amazing over there, but inner geekdom. Cause you know what you need to do. I think it's harder work because you need to know the score of the UCL. Like, and you need to know the name of the newspaper. Like that's, yeah. that's no, no, no. I had buddies that watched back to the future casually. I sent them the link. Sorry. I cheated on Patreon. I sent two of my friends a link, <laughs> but they said they got like one or they said, they, this is how, this is a, I like how you're the sound design. Of this yeah. But, uh, they, they literally said like, they got like one or two, one got one of my friends who's seen the movie and loves movies. Like, he got like one or two right, and that's how skewed our wow. brains are, Brad. Like, we know way too much about these movies, man. Yeah, you know, it's also, it's also funny you, you, you bring up the, the Biff stuff because I don't know why no, none of us got the steel. How? The that's right. Cannon's Pleasure Paradise Hotel. Because I don't know how we all missed that. Um, and it's funny is in Frank and I's, so we did a, like a Back to the Future match before. I don't know if yeah. one of you have seen that, but in the one before, we both got the Biff Tannen question wrong there too. You did, yep. <laughs> and I said Biff Tannen's pleasure 
palace, I think, in in that one. It was, it's Pleasure Paradise. So I don't. That was one of those things. Is like, how did we? We get all that? got it. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't know what they were looking for. So I forget what my steal up. My what did he answer? You said palace, so it was wrong. Or whoever said palace no, was wrong. Uh, I think it was Jay. Jay. And then we all it. wrote. Yeah, and I wrote Biff's pleasure. Oh, I just wrote par- Pleasure it's Paradise. Like, you know, we all we all like added to it. So like Frank was mm-hmm. Pleasure Paradise. I was Biff's Pleasure Paradise, and then yours was Biff's Pleasure Paradise Hotel and Casino. That's right. And That's we right. All forgot, yeah. Damn it. <laughs> Every one of them. <laughs> oh, just kept getting longer. Right. Right. Yeah, so uh, th- this is definitely one of the matches that um, I could say as being a patron for a long time and having exhibitions is probably up there as my all-time favorite. Wow. Um, yeah, it's it's because of the back and forth that all four of you guys had as the match was going mm-hmm. on. And it, I think a lot, of ha- a lot of it has to do with the setting, obviously, and we talked about that. Um, but it's also the subject and how... You guys had mentioned how deep cut they are because it's it's a it's about one set of movies rather than just being intergeekdom. It's about one set of movies, and we talked about it last week. How great the writers are at writing these questions and how far they go sometimes. Yeah. And you had mentioned how your friends only got one or two questions right. Brian and I are watching this match, and we maybe got one or two questions right too. And that's <laughs> yeah, just if that. like they're just that deep of cut. And I've seen the movies a million times, and you know, I mean, our logo is based off of Back to the Future, and I yeah. love the franchise, but. They're so deep cut that casual fans aren't going to recognize any of that stuff. It, it it did surprise me some of the things that they went to. I mean, even the the locations like uh, was it the Pine City Stage and and sixteen twenty yeah. Riverside Drive. I mean, some of those things. Um, I, I was I wasn't sixteen forty, bro. It's sixteen forty Riverside Drive. You said sixteen twenty. Well, I misspoke. It's sixteen forty Riverside Drive. <laughs> no, you didn't misspoke. You didn't know it. You didn't know it because you went down. It's a block past Maple. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. That's John. Who the F- hell is? It's one of my favorite lines in the movie, by the way. When he says, "Who the hell is John F. Kennedy?" So, like, what's great is in Houston, the main airport is is called Bush Intercontinental, and to get there, you have to go on John F. Kennedy Drive. So when you exit, you exit John F. Kennedy Drive <laughs> every time. Like it's always my dad who drives me to the airport, you know, because he's retired, so he likes to drive me to the airport. So he drives me to the airport. And I'm always say, I always say, "Who the hell is John F. Kennedy?" Whenever we get on this. <laughs> Remember halfway through the match, we I think I started laughing. It it was not even my turn. I think it was Jay's round. And I just started laughing. And I was like, this is how good those movies are is like even the answers to the questions make you laugh because you're thinking of the movie. You know what I mean? Like, this is so fun. That's yeah. Well, that scene, that scene when they're at the the Bane's dinner table um, is so cool. Like, this is one of my favorite scenes in the entire franchise. And and um the, when when Marty's future grandfather says he's an idiot, comes from upbringing, his parents are probably idiots too. Yeah. It's my favorite line from all the movies. <laughs> uh, yeah, so cool little tidbit. And I know, Kevin, you got to get out of here uh, quickly. Yeah, no um, we'll, we'll get you out of here in a second, but cool little, cool little tidbit. Brian, Brian just watched the trilogy for the first time last no, year. No, that's great. <laughs> he oh, yeah. had never seen them before. Uh, and he was able to get them. Unfortunately, he didn't. He wasn't able to watch them on like HD or anything because I didn't have them on a Blu-ray, and they weren't on Netflix yet. But he was. He watched them for the first time just a few months ago. What do you think, man? Uh, I mean, they're as good as people hype it. That's what's the score sure. of the football game? Uh, what's he think? <laughs> <laughs> what's the magazine on the inside of Gray Sports Almanac? Do you Ooh, have the Gray Sports? Al- there it is. You just pulled it. Yeah, is Ula nice. in it or what? Nice. <clears throat> it just has. <laughs> <laughs> I bet, I, I bet I, they got to have Ooh La La magazine too. They do. They do. It's funny though. Like, wait, wait, look at this. Look at this. I literally just flipped to a random page. I'm not even joking. And the top, I don't know if you can see it. Football. There scores. it is. There <laughs> it is. <laughs> and you could look it up online. But the reason I knew that is I really was so curious about how accurate they were about the dates. They're accurate. Like if you go to that date, like that mat, there you could find articles on it if you search it. But they have articles that were posted about that that football game with the field goal and everything. It's like they took an actual. They didn't just make two teams up or whatever. They took an actual game that happened. They took the actual call. Well, I don't know. The call might have been shot or recorded for the movie, but uh, the same way it happened. Like it talks about the field goal at the end and stuff like that. Like that's just awesome. Do you know well, what I mean? Like. Did you know that the origins of croquet began in the 12th to 14th century in France when peasants <laughs> used screwed mallets to knock balls through hoops made of bent willow branches? Wait, so hold on a second, bro. How, I don't so think did, you knew that, Kevin Smith. How did, did you do that? 
You know, it's not fair that you have your old soundboard here. It's it's not fair. The odds are <laughs> yeah. against me. Here. Yeah, it's not even his show, and he's rocking the soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> I was really disappointed though that they didn't have uh, um, the manure company as a question. That was one that I was really so excited. With for. manure, what? So what? Which one? You know, because yeah. there's A Jones, which is in what decade? That's in the 1800s, pal. All right, miss. Look, okay. no one needs well, an insufferable like know-it-all, pal. Three. What are the name? What are the names of the Baines <laughs> kids? What are the names? Of what are the names of the Baines kids there, Boat? Oh, that actually is a good one. That yeah. is a good one. I have, I'll, like, save I'll save it. I'll save it. I'll save it. But you know, Hervey, Jason Hervey. Yeah. Um, Wonder uh, who, who plays one of the Baines children. Do you know? So, do you know who Eric Bischoff is? Does anyone know who Eric? Oh, I know you know Kevin yeah. Smith. So, Eric Bischoff ran WCW, which is like a wrestling company back in the day. And he and Jason Hervey used to have a production company together. And they produce like reality television shows up until like a year or two. Ago. I remember I, I tried to get on a show for them, but I, I didn't get hired because I could, I had to do another thing. But I remember when they, my buddy worked on a show and Eric Bischoff and Jason Hervey would come into his edit bay for like the screenings and stuff like that. And I'd be so jealous. So I was like, I want to talk to him about the Monday night so wars. I got, so I know Eric and I got Jason's number from Eric Bischoff and I meant to call him for my book. And I for, completely forgot about it up until maybe two weeks ago. I was going through emails and I was like, oh, I have Jason Hervey's phone number. I should call him right now. That's what I should do. Well, why don't you give it to me? Because the publisher gave me the book right to the sequel since I beat you at Back to the Future. So I can go ahead and interview him. I'm coming to it. I beat you to it. By the way, the kids' uh, names right. are Milton, Sally, Toby, and Joey, pal. Uh, Come on. Gilbert Joey is Joe his actual name. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, the gauntlet has been thrown down for a Iron Man match at Back to the Future. Uh, Kevin, we'll let you go. Go ahead and get out of here, man. Thank you for joining us. Uh, really, really appreciate Jake, it. And uh, I love don't listen to anything the robot says. Where are you? Look, right here. Look, look. Kevin is a handsome man. I got to be honest with you. He's a very dreamy. Your, your, your hair is so good. How are you doing your hair, by the way? How are you keeping your hair up in the quarantine? Like I shaved mine. I was whoa. Look at this. I uh, I have what's called a barber. And uh, I went to his house. That's what went I did. To his house? Wow. I did. I did it. The boat went to his house. I we will say, uh, I will say, Dick, you are neglecting to tell them that we had a bet on this match between who would win. And uh, who, who bet against uh, me? I forgot. I forgot. Jake, did you I, bet I, against I, me again? I, yeah. I, we I are perfectly lined up. And you yeah, bet. So, uh, See, yeah. You got two winners yeah. on the right side. Don't worry, Jake. <laughs> oh, double the two winners in the Iron Man match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do that. We'll do that. We'll, there Bro, right you're, there. you, you challenging me in the Iron Man match is the worst thing you can do because, as much as you think you know, like my knowledge base for these movies will f absolutely stand uh, the test of time in a long form format. Your best bet was to have a five rounder and challenge me, and maybe maybe the speed round goes your way. No, brother, no, 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 brother no, no, you no, just sealed your own fate. You sealed your own fate. You're going to get destroyed in the Iron Man match. Okay. My, my knowledge is going to way outlast yours, dude. Oh, okay. You should see my caps. <laughs> Who already beat you? All right, Scott Hall. I know what you're up to, pal. <laughs> All right, Smasher. Well, thank you for joining us, man. Really appreciate it, and we'll definitely get right, you on for that one. Don't listen to any of this anymore. Everything <laughs> you just said is a joke. <laughs> Stay safe out there, man. <laughs> All right, you guys too. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, man? How you doing? Man, I'm I'm good, man. I'm I'm um I'm I'm I've been doing a lot I've been getting a lot accomplished in this, you know, weird time that everyone's living in and um it's been fun though and i've gotten to participate in the, like i said this exhibition match i'm going to be in another one which is a, a james bond triple threat match yep. which i'm really excited against about ko against mike kalinowski and tim the tank franco the boat's going to be in there or boat the boat uh, is going to be in there and um i'm excited you know and and i also get to call the rocky championship match between oh that's awesome and john roca uh, which yeah, the, 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 I'm I'm excited about everything, man. It's been cool. It's been cool to also be a um, you know, be a participant. I never thought that I'd be a participant. Never wanted to be a participant, but um, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. You kind of have... gonna ask you. Oh, go, oh go ahead, Brian. Go ahead. Uh, I was gonna ask you if if someone did come a call in, would you to join? Would you accept that or um, is that even a thought? Yeah, I think that I think it'd be a conversation, right? Um, I have played along with some of the, I would say, you know, lower tier competitors um, in the Schmodown. Like when I play along at home, I do pretty well. Um, so I think that I, I, I could, I could, I could compete. 
You know, I mean, I could definitely beat the hell out of Brett and Bonnie. I'll tell you that much. Like seriously. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, it, it, I had a lot of fun. And I think that, I think that what I would like to do is, is, you know, I'm, I'm, I got a lot going on, so I don't know if I could compete actively in a league or if anybody want me on their roster, but I would like to be in like the um, free for all. That would be something I'd like to have oh, fun in. Man. That way, you know, if you put in a poor performance, it doesn't really matter. It's the free for all. But if you do well, you know, we see legends get made in the free for all. Right. William. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, Yeah. So I wanted to ask, because we do have you on um, you early on in the season, you had said that you were rolling with the rock stars. Um, How do you, how do you think they're doing so far? I mean, does Roxy with everything going on, are they going to be able to, to climb that hill that they're, that they're going up right now? It's a steep mountain. You know, it's a steep climb, um, but here's the thing. I am a Houston sports fan, so <clears throat> I am used to losing. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get Jake. That's yeah, why, day. Hey, next because we're under Oakland A's, Oakland Raiders, Sacramento Kings, baby. Oh, you're a King. That's right. You're a Kings fan. We yeah. talked about this. Yeah. Why? If you're Oakland, everything else, why Kings? Because I'm I'm from the Sacramento area, and so the Kings is the closest okay. team for me. Yeah. Okay. Brian so is the Warriors fan. My brothers are in Northern I'm, California. I'm from the, the area, Warriors? and he's from Sacramento. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where Where are you right now, Brian? We're both in Sacramento. We are yeah. both in Sacramento. Okay. My brothers are in Chico, and so that okay. one nice. the Warriors now are away, and two. So it's funny. I haven't been to Chico, but I want to go. Um. So yeah, for, to go back to the rock stars. Not the position we want to be in, right? The loss to who's the boss sucked. But, you know, it, w- it was a great match. And they played – both teams played phenomenally. So you can't really, you know, hang your head on that too much. So uh, it's one of those things, man. You know, the wick- the Wicked I- – I don't love that team. I'll be honest with you. I don't love the pairing. I like Jim Vavita. I think that he's a monster. I think that he was just knocking off a few cobwebs. Hey, man, when Mike mm-hmm. came back yeah. and wearing the 4-5 – they didn't make it out of the playoffs that year. You know, they yeah. didn't make it to the finals. So it happens. Um, so for Jim Vavita, I think that he can be something. I don't, I don't know about Jared. I don't know. And that's my biggest thing. And I talked about on the rundown uh, this past week of, I remember playing a pickup college game when I was a high school student at the local, you know, gym and this college player stuffed it in my face and I wanted to ball and cry. And I realized <laughs> I just wasn't on their level yet. And I don't know if Jared is at the level as a playing outside of the IG, right? Playing in regular teams and singles. I don't know if he's at that level yet to um, compete competitively uh, in the teams, especially with a guy like Jim Vavita, who I think you pair him up with a, a Stacy Howard or something like that. Man, you got a team there. Um, I don't know about this one, man. So I, I feel I feel okay about the rock stars. I'm, I'm going to the end of the season. I'm not going to jump ship. Uh, the boat never jumps ship. He's the boat. I stay steady on the water and we'll see what happens by the end of the season. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. I, I think there's, if there's one manager you can't count out as far as coming up hills, it's definitely Roxy. I mean, she's proven herself time and time again. She knows what she's doing um, and she's going to stick by the decision she makes for sure. Yeah, she's, I think, one of the best. Well, as far as managers go, like managing their players, I think that she's the best in the league um, by far. <laughs> I think that the only thing that prevents her from claiming that championship, you know, being the best in the league is um, not winning as much as someone like a Tom Dagnino. But then when you look at Tom, y'all, y'all are from the Bay. You, you say, I mean, is he Steve Kerr and just lucked into all this talent or, <laughs> or, there, or the championship earned? You know what I mean? Uh, and that's my thing with him. I feel like Roxy, with the roster, it's it's more applicable to the Houston Rockets. You got Mike D'Antoni. You got someone who has a great system, proved that he can make stars, superstars with his offense. And then it just seems like every time we get close, there's something that knocks us down. So um, I, I I have a lot of confidence in Roxy, and we'll see. We'll see what happens. So halfway through the season, well, it's kind season. of. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And seeing how uh, standing standings are, who do you think uh, – so far is the standouts other than rock stars, maybe. Um, I like swag a lot. I, you know, and the other thing is the din, I think is really good, but we haven't seen a, a lot of them since I think the early beginning of the season. 
I'm high on um on uh 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 what's the name of the team? The Pride. Ben I like Goddard and Silvestrini. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I like them a lot. Um, the self-proclaimed heels. heels. <laughs> 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 I had to, but I really I think Ben Goddard is a, is a is a, a sniper that we, that we're just waiting to see him break out. That match against RB three, I thought it was a good win, right? I didn't think it was a great win. I know he didn't miss anything or whatever, but I didn't think it was a great win. I thought it was a good win. I thought that the match, the, the pride match, that was a great win. And I think that they showed a lot of promise. And the fact that the people didn't like them was even better for them. Um, so, yeah, they they stood out to me. I think the Den swag, um, you know, there's a lot of teams that are looking good. I think that personally, I think the usual suspects need to up their game a little bit. I feel like we're, we're, we're in like, you know, we're, we're still in first gear. Yeah. And I don't yeah. know if that lack of organization, I don't know what it is. You know, the Janine lost the um the management seems to be a little bit all over the place. You got Andrew Guy here one day, you got machine managing another day. Levine's sort of around. So um I think that they so far have been the the team. You know the team when they come in the league, you're like, oh, they're about to rocket this year. And then it's mm-hmm. like, man, I don't know. You know, they're they're having they're below 500. What's going on? And I think that this midseason break is a good time for them to kind of shake everything up, look at what they got. I'm I, the only thing I'm sort of t- you know, down on with this season that I'd like to see more of. I want to see more in season trades. I feel like we got a lot. I'm I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. We got a lot of early trades, but we haven't seen a lot of, of movement. Um, shout out to corruption too. I think that they've been doing a lot of good stuff, but, um, we haven't seen a lot of movement and that's what I want. That's what I was expecting coming into the season. A lot of player mobility, um, people requesting trade. That's what I want to see in these cutscenes. And here's the thing. It's hard to judge the season. Because of everything, right? I mean, we don't know where we would have been at this point had the shooting schedule remained the same and live events or whatever. So it's hard to fault anything. But that was the sports element that I that I'm I'm always loved the most. Every time free agency is coming around, I have my notifications turned on Twitter for woe. <laughs> I want to know everything that happens as soon as it happens. So that's what I was really looking forward to is you know seeing cutscenes of somebody walking into their manager's office and demanding a trade or. Hey, we just traded you to the this, this, and that. The the kind of backstage drama is what I was looking forward to a lot. So um I forgot what the question was, but that was my answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Uh I do want to shift gears a little bit um and get away from the Shimona and talk a little bit about back for the future. I know that you've been talking about it like crazy. Um, but you know, the response seems to be I'm off the it. charts. You know, everyone in the community, I see all the Twitter retweets and everything, everyone's loving it. Um, how are you feeling about it so far now that it's out in the out in the world? You know, man, um, I was I was a little nervous, I guess is the word. I don't know, maybe anxious for it to come out because um you never know, right, what the reaction is gonna be, what how people receive something. And and to get so much positive feedback so far is great. Um and I, I'm really happy with how it turned out. You know, it was meant to not be there, I mean, there were there were other books about Back to the Future, right? There's the Cassin Gaines book, We Don't Need Roads. Shout out to Cassin, who's a supporter of mine and, and I of his. There was a lot of great books out there. I just wanted something that felt like a celebration. I'm not like a someone who's big on talking about the drama and you know, then this happened, then this person stabbed this one in the back. I didn't care about any of that. That wasn't w- what my angle was. My angle was this is a celebration of what yeah. I feel is the greatest trilogy of all time. Uh, the greatest pure trilogy of all time. I don't think there's an argument, but I think it's the overall greatest trilogy of all time. And um, all the all the love that I've especially gotten from this community, I mean, you both at the top of the list and so many others, um, it's been awesome, man. I, I've really, I, I've been humbled, you know, by the reaction. And for it to be number one bestseller on Amazon, didn't expect that to happen. Yeah. So, uh, I, at one point we held. In all categories. Three. Yeah. Yeah. And we held number one, two, and three. So the, the Kindle, the hardcover, and the audiobook was number one, two, and three. And you just couldn't really ask for a better response than that. That's awesome. That is awesome. Um, all right. Before we really get you out of here real quick, uh, I want to ask one question. Yeah. Your Houston Astros, man. Yeah. What oh, is what is the deal with <laughs> with these Astros? What is going on? Well, I will answer your question as I place the 2017 World oh, Series. Oh, oh, no. Here's the thing. And, and Brian, you know, you're a Warriors fan. <laughs> you always need a team to root against. And the thing is, people hate winners. 
They yep. hate people who succeed. And the Houston Astros are winners. We also They're hate cheaters. Well, here's the thing. Cheating is a relative term. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, sorry. Cheating is a relative term. And my thing is this. So, okay, let's go to the game of blackjack. When you go to the Las Vegas casinos, which which I frequent, not as much as Michael Jordan, but I frequent them. Um, and <laughs> when you go there, and you're sitting at the blackjack table, sometimes you want to you want to get you know your uh, your what was the name of that movie of the guy actor that we can't talk about anymore? Is it twenty one? Yeah, twenty one. You want to get your twenty one on a little bit, right? You want to feel like a rounder. You want to you want to get your your card shark game up. So you kind of start kind of counting the cards. Okay, if I see a a card below 10, that's a plus one. If I see a face card, it's a minus one or however the system works, right? That's using your brain, right? It's using your brain. You're not cheating. You're using your brain to get what? An advantage. That's what you're trying to get. You're trying to get a competitive advantage over the dealer, over the house, so that you can win more money. The Houston Astros, they used their minds. They saw on a screen, this guy's doing this. Whenever he does that, it's a fastball down the middle, or it's a curveball, or it's a changeup, or whatever. They're using their minds. And they still had to have the wherewithal and the physical ability to put the bat where the ball was going to be, make contact, put that ball in play, then make it to base before they get thrown out. There's a <laughs> lot that goes into it. Knowing the pit can only go so far. When I was in Little League, there was only one pitch any pitcher threw. It was a fastball. But guess what? I didn't get on base that much. I knew <laughs> I couldn't hit the damn thing. So that's my point with the 2017 World Championship. Houston Astros should have been 2019 as well. But you know what? I'll let the Washington uh, Nationals get their, get their love. But 2020, once this thing starts back up, oh, brother. Uh, hopefully, we- hopefully, hopefully it starts back up because I'm a baseball guy through and through. So that's that's all I want is baseball back. I think it's better for everyone. So, uh, yeah, that's fair. I don't want to get an argument, but that's fair. You know what? I, you know what's funny? This this is how stupid I am. I um, when I graduated college, the graduation was in Minute Maid Park, nice. which is the Houston Astros Park, right? And so you get there early, whatever. You got your gown on. You're walking. You're trying to find your spot. And I'm walking on the field, and we had to walk through the outfield, up the third baseline, over home plate, down the first baseline, right? So when I walked to the outfield to the third base, where third base would be, I kind of looked. I was like, you know, that doesn't seem that far to me. <laughs> <laughs> I could probably get that out of the park. That doesn't seem so far. And then I'm like in center field, and I'm like, it's not that far of a throw to second base. <laughs> you know, and then, and then you like, kind of like realize like, no. It's an incredibly difficult throw. For the <laughs> I'm just being an idiot. And I think that I really am. Oh, my God. You're my dream boat. <laughs> so it, it's right. I'm, uh, you know, I'm, a, I'm big in basketball. I'm a much bigger basketball guy, but I grew up playing both. I grew up playing baseball and basketball. So the, the Houston Astros, when we went to the World Series in 05, um, and we got swept by the Chicago White Sox, that hurt. You know what I mean? That hurt. So – to be watching game seven, and I think after the first inning, we were up five, I believe, four or five after the first inning in game seven of the World Series, and you had Lance McCullers walking everybody or hitting everybody, and bases are loaded. Somehow we find a way out of it, and to uh, go through to win that game with Charlie Morton on the mound and throwing that, uh, you know, Jose Altuve throwing that uh, guy out to Yuli Gurriel, it was a great moment for the city. So what's so funny is no one in the city has turned against the Astros. Nobody, no not one's surprised. Surprised. Yeah, not surprised because we're all like, so what? <laughs> and you know what? You know what? Screw the Boston Red Sox. That's who we should be mad oh, at. No, it's his team. That's his team. That's my team. Well, you know what? They're a bunch of chingers. That's <laughs> what Alex Cora. That's who we should talk about. Let's just ban him from the game and then and let everybody else go back hey, to he got his slap. He got his slap on the wrist. Yeah, slap on the wrist. He got like a flick <laughs> on the knee. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the only thing I hope that it doesn't do Jake and Brian, I hope that it doesn't hurt guys like Justin Verlander and Jose Altuve's chances at the hole. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially Verlander. And I think that he'll probably skate by it because mm-hmm. he wasn't batting. He was the pitcher. 
So I think that he'll skate by it. But Jose Altuve is such a phenomenal player, and I believe him when he says he had no part in it. And um, I, I would just hate for for him to be tainted. Carlos Correa, Springer, Bregman, whatever. You know, I mean, I think they're all worthy eventually down the road, especially Springer and Bregman. But if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But Jose Altuve puts his heart on the line when he's out there. And I think he's one of the most impressive athletes for his size in the sport yes. that he plays ever. I mean, ever. Agreed. So uh, I would really hate for this to tarnish his legacy, which it already has to a certain extent, but I don't want him to go the way of Barry Bonds or Pete Rose and be one of these guys that everyone says, why isn't he in the Hall of Fame over something like this? I agree. I agree. I think uh, I agree Altuve is definitely impressive, uh, you know, with, like you mentioned, the size of his body. So, uh, Brad, we can't thank you enough for joining us today, man. The size of his body? Is that what you just said? Impressive with the, with the size of his body. With his body size, size of his body, sounds, body size? It sounds odd. Why do you say he's impressive for his size? When he's so he's body- impressive for his size. He's impressive for his size. There you go. <laughs> God, God, it just kind of makes it sound weird. You know what I mean? All right, fair enough. That's a good way to end on that one. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Fair enough. Uh, Brad, again, thank you for joining us. Finally, we've been wanting yeah. to get you on this show for a while. We made it work out. Uh, looks like quarantine did something for us a favor. We were able to get you on the show. So we're, we're thankful for having you on, man. No, man, thank you all. Thank you all for having me on. I'm glad that we got to do this. And the movie trivia Schmodown is better because people like you are in it and this community continues to grow. I feel like every single week there are more people like yourselves, like me, um, going out there and repping for the movie trivia Schmodown and showing everybody why it's a real sport and why I think it's the best damn thing going today. Agreed. It's growing. Thank you again. For sure. Yeah, it's definitely growing. So. <laughs> Uh, thank you, Brad. Stay safe out there, man. Have a good night, and we will uh, we'll talk to you soon, man. A uh, boat out. <laughs> well, Brian, there it is. What a show! What a I literally show. have cramp in my side from laughing so much. Yeah, yeah that uh, I mean, fireworks. Obviously, as soon as Brad came on, the head they were just right after each other, and we. This is exactly what we wanted to do. We. We knew that doing this would have given this as the opportunity because the match was so good between the two of them, right? And yes. the the crap talking. I couldn't agree more been... with you, by the way, and saying it was one of the best. Yeah, I mean, in match, in... I would go as far as saying one of the best, one of my favorite matches, period, of all time, just out of pure fun. Like, yeah, and there's a, there's honestly. a lot of there's a lot of parts to it. Like we had we had talked about last week, I think, um, the the crap talking leading up to it between the two of them was so strong and then the banter back and forth between the two of them during the match and then obviously um not much afterwards but now kind of the match is out there the results are out there and now they're getting on screen to kind of talk about it um it's exactly what we had hoped for yeah i I mean yeah i it, it was it was a great set of people to do that match with and it i mean it'll go down as one of the most entertaining matches for a very long time. In my opinion, it, it may very well be outmatched though. If we do get that Iron Man back to the future match, which has been thrown down here on a certain point of view. Um, very cool there. So Mr. Harloff, if you have listened to this, uh, that is the one thing we would love to see it. It it seems to be, um, there seems to be a new rivalry in the Schmodown. Um, if it's just exhibitions, it's just exhibitions, and I'm totally cool with it. Those two, one of them's gonna like, go after the other one if yeah. it keeps going. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's actually, you know, we, we hit the hour mark, guys. That's actually, I mean, we can probably give our quick thoughts real quick for like five minutes on Rogue Two and the Wicked. Uh, we're not gonna be able to break it down, obviously, with our guests with Smets and, and, and the boat. It makes sense to do as much of them as possible, but. Do you want to really say, quickly also say my three matches that I watched? There wasn't yeah, so really too much. Let, let's honestly. let's quickly do this. Uh, so Rogue Two, The Wicked, it went the way I expected it to for me personally. Um, I yeah. think overall, I probably think that if you put experience or you do a straight knowledge, Vevita, Vevita, Oh my god, I, I'm so I have so hard saying his his name. Yeah. Um, he probably has the most knowledge out of the four of them. But as a team, yeah, as a team, Rogue Two is much better. They're yeah. they're just more rounded, and so it just Brad seemed said, to Brad fit it a little it bit more. Um, yeah. and so it definitely went the way I expected. I think Adam Lavic showed up really, really well. Uh, outside of Intergeekdom Division, 
And so uh, that could be a little, you know, a good little back end team for, for Winston there. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, it, like you said, it's a good little pocket team to have just to throw out there still some points from you uh, from yep. another team. And yep. I mean, that's all you can really hope for is just getting points. And that's a team that can steal some uh, points for you. All right, Brian, let's go ahead and quickly yeah. touch on these uh, these last three matches, these re- recap matches you've been watching the first ever time. Yes. So um, I had watched, obviously, three. Uh, my first one was Guilty uh, Movie Pleasures uh, versus Rotten Tomatoes. Guilty Movie Pleasures being Makuga and Ben Bagley. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes being Greg Drake and Matt Atchity. This was Matt Atchity's first match on the show. Yep. yep. Um, uh, and... Uh, Makuga and Bagley came out as Bill and Ted and like basically yeah, stayed in, yeah. in character the whole entire time. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then in the end, uh, Rotten Tomatoes won that match. Then I moved on to my last match of the first round of the tournament, which was uh, the Schmoes versus Nerdist, which was obviously Harloff and Ellis for Schmoes. And for Nerdist, it was uh, Dan Casey and Jessica Chobot. I believe mm-hmm. that was how mm-hmm. you pronounce it. Um, yep. And, uh, they Harlock came off, came out looking like golfer with the uh, golf club, and uh, Riley came out as Bill Murray from Caddyshack. Um, oh, so Riley was his partner, not Ellis. I forgot about that. Or, excuse me, Ellis. Oh, it was, sorry. okay, it was, Ellis. Every, okay, it was Ellis. I do that every time I say Riley, <laughs> and when I mean Ellis, I do not yeah. know why. No worries. I always no do worries. that. Um, but it was Ellis, yes, obviously. Uh, and uh, the shows won that match, uh, and then. I went into the first round of uh, the second round, uh, which was uh, Team Champs versus Team Top 10, which was uh, Champs being Riley and Merle yep. with uh, going against uh, Roca and Nost. And um, that that was a good one. It, they were in a new studio, so they mm-hmm. were all over the place mm-hmm. on that one. And um, Team Champs came out looking like Top Gun. Uh jackets do the yep. ice Sunglasses, man and Maverick, everything all yeah. that yep uh and then shockingly uh team 10 well, i shouldn't say shockingly but they pulled off the upset team 10 uh roca and matt was knocking out the heavy favorites throughout this tournament which was riley and merle yeah that was definitely the big surprise of the match i remember watching that one um i loved roca and nose but they were they were not the competitors or players they are today uh they were still very much growing and riley had been the champion previously, and then he paired with someone like Dan Merle. Just kind of made sense that they were the favorites, um, but yeah. definitely a cool little upset there. Yeah, that, those are cool matches. Um, nothing to the extent of like what we covered the last couple of weeks, but it's really cool to recap no. uh, and see the the beginnings of a Rotten Tomatoes, or you see the Nerdist team on there with a with a Jessica Chobot who has a great deal of knowledge. Um, so really cool, really cool recaps there. Um, I think yeah. that's gonna do it, it was, for, it was for just- this week's show. Yeah, it was just those ones were just uh, kind of just like there wasn't any like stuff you would see in a uh, a promo or stuff like yeah. that. They were just your, kind of your standard matches, although that Agreed. upset of knocking out Riley. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that's going to do it this week, Brian. Uh, what what a hell of a show we have had here today. Oh, my God. Whirlwind. Of all whirlwinds. I love. Yeah, it's just funny. We went from like. It was like, oh, hey, Smacks, we're just chilling, just <laughs> having a nice, relaxed. Yeah. And then all hell just broke. Well, and you you knew you knew exactly. We we knew on our end what exactly was going to happen because as soon as we saw uh, Brad pop up in the queue, he had the sunglasses on. He was ready. He was ready. He, he was and in there doing. <laughs> yes, it it delivered. And so, uh, thanks again to Kevin Smets and the boat, Brad Gilmore. Um, for joining us on this week's show, we had a blast talking to you guys, and hopefully, you you viewers, listeners. Down... Sorry, go ahead, uh, factions. Uh, oh yeah, yeah we'll, uh, we'll, yeah, let, let's do that real quick. Right, I'll, we'll, I'll blaze yeah. through it. Yeah, Finstock first, sixteen. Second place, Den ten. Swag third place, ten. Burning Drew fourth place, six. Fifth place, Usual Suspects four points. Uh, sixth place, Rock Stars four points. Seventh place, Dungeon uh, four points. Eight point uh eight place corky mercs three and corruption at nine yeah not a lot of change we talked about it after the reaction uh for rogue two and the wicked which you can find on the channel we talked about how swag made the jump up to tie for second um and so they're kind of creeping up there 
Um, and as Brad said, he he kind of likes them. I like them as well. I think that they're making strides yeah. for sure. Um, Jay Washington, that's player, de- yeah. yeah, that's or definitely not. not yeah, uh, Winston. That's not definitely Jay, not a. Yeah. That's definitely not a uh, uh, a surprise that they're doing that. But yeah, guys. So um, again, to Smets and to Brad. Thank you, guys. We really had a blast talking to you guys, and hopefully you viewers or listeners did as well. Um, awesome show. Uh, hopefully we do see that that um, that uh, Iron, Iron Man, Man match sooner rather than later because that would be pretty epic. I, if we're talking Iron Man matches, something like that would work out really well for an Iron Man match. The, just the questions that they would go for and just doing 30 straight minutes of questions, just going mano a mano and seeing who, who pulls punches and who doesn't, that'd be great. So uh, There's going to need to be like, a dividing wall because yes. they'll just yes <laughs> chew each other out hundred <laughs> percent um brian as always super fun talking about down with you man um you guys can Absolutely. find us on uh here on youtube you guys can find us on audio so apple anchor spotify uh google stitcher breaker all that good stuff um the show lives on there our reactions live on youtube um so if you like this video not just give us a thumbs up but comment with your thoughts also give us a subscribe we really really appreciate the subscriptions um we do this you know to talk and have fun and uh, you know, we want to be a part of the community just as much as you do. And, you know, getting subscription does that. So, um, you guys can also find us on Twitter where we're commenting and posting polls and doing all that kind of stuff, interacting with players and managers. Uh, that is where we live there. So again, Brian, as always, thank you for joining me. Uh, that is him. I am Jake. This is a certain happy point May the 4th. Happy May the 4th. You are correct. This will come out on May the 5th, but happy May the 4th because we're recording on yep. Monday and we will see you guys next week.